is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> I hope so. I hope we don't just crash and burn immediately. We'll always have the first two minutes. <sighs> Can we just loop them? Oh, uh, you guys should know this is episode number 69. Nice! Nice! I feel honored. Me too. <laughs> I'm Hallie. I'm Jenny. And I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Hallie, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? I'm Hallie. I don't have a lot to plug right this second, no. Fair enough. Is there, like, a fruit you like a lot? Oh, um, like watermelon, but it's super not seasoned for it. My grandma just sent us some grapefruits, and those are pretty good. You know what I really like is pears. Pears are good. I just ate a bunch of pears, and I hadn't had them in so long, and they're so good. Yeah. So I'm going to plug pears. The thing where you forget about pears. They had watermelon at Safeway, and we got one, and it was just, like, we we were were punished. Uh Uh-huh. Nature punished us for our uh, presumptuousness. That's sad. I'm so sorry. Uh, Jenny, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Hi, I'm Jenny. I will probably have something to plug in five months. <laughs> Ask me again in five months. Okay, well, I'll be sure to have you on again around that okay. time. Are we ready for some topics? Yes. Sure. Hallie, your topic is tarot readings using meme templates. Yes. So this was a meme that was going around saying that you could just use meme formats as a template for doing a tarot reading. So for those of you, yeah, I know. (laughs) So like for those of you who don't read tarot, you take all the cards and you put them in like a specific order and you put them in different placements. And then you sort of look at the placements relative to each other and the symbols that are there. And that sort of tells you what you want to know. So like sometimes you'll do like left to right. You'll do like past, present, future, or like you have a decision and you have like, this is what happens if I decide this, this is sort of, or this is guidance if I, do this this is guidance if i do that and someone was like suggesting doing the like dude looking at the other girl Uh while his girlfriend looks at him meme Uh so i did this for a friend of mine and it was great it worked out it It was so good i have no memory of what i actually (laughs) said to her but it was great and i loved it and i want to keep doing it forever that's incredible I love everything about this. I feel like now you need to put together a tarot deck that is meme formats, and I'll buy six of them. Mm-hmm. So, so true story. There was a period of time when I was just very uncomfortable with my profile picture, and I was rotating them just among different memes that I was using as different major arcana of the tarot. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first major arcana, Zero, is the Fool, so that was, like, Fry. The, the the one of Fry just like staring squinty eyed. I know memes is like a great thing for an audio medium. Um, uh-huh. And then I think for the Empress, I had Daenerys Targaryen, which isn't as funny, oh, but like yeah. is true. So, you know, it was good. I should do that. I should definitely do like a meme tarot deck. Is the Wheel of Fortune just LeVar Burton looking eh, and then LeVar Burton looking eh? So that's, I mean, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. I think that's more judgment. But yes. Mm, I- mm. Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. So what are some other memes that you could like? What about the one where you can say, 
come to our town and then you like have six pictures of things that are in your town. You give them each funny names. You could do that one. Oh, you could do that one. That would be great. What would each of the positions represent? Well, I was just thinking um, you would have to lay down a card for each position and give it a funny name. Oh, and then you turn them over and figure out like what they are. Okay, yeah. Or you could do it the other way. You could like name like five places in your town or six places in your town, I guess. And then you turn over cards for each of those and you make a funny name that that card evokes. Mm-hmm. That would work. Like what's a funny place in your town? Arby's. <laughs> Arby's is good. Okay, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to I'm going to pull a tarot card for the Arby's okay. and we're going to come up with I'm almost getting ASMR from this. Good good. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Wait, do you should we lean into that or away from it? Is it is it bad if you have ASMR live on the show? Uh I mean I enjoy it and also I could just not tell all of you. Okay, yeah. I appreciate you telling me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I put a lot of work into this voice. I appreciate it. I have a seven of cups here. And uh, the Seven of Cups, uh, there's like a picture of a person down at the bottom. I love this narrating memes or yeah, or tarot cards. Side note, like I straight up do sometimes call a tarot deck the deck of old memes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all it is. That's like the best way to actually think of the tarot deck. It's just real old memes. Yeah. So this is like a shadowy figure at the bottom looking up at like seven cups that are on a cloud, each of which has like a different thing coming out of it. Like one of them, there's like this dragony thing. One of them, there's like a bunch of jewels. One of them, there's like a ghost, but that looks radioactive. These cups are where the horsey sauce comes out. These are <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. What are some other meme formats we could use? There's um, the, is this a blank? Oh, oh my God, that would, yes, that's perfect. So we could do like, yeah, like the first one would be the person who's asking. Here, should we just do this? Yeah. I'll do it. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm laying down. This is, this is the person asking the question. Okay. It's the Queen of Pentacles. So the Queen of Pentacles, uh, for those not familiar, the Pentacles is a very sort of earthy and receptive suit. It's traditionally associated with wealth. And the Queen is, you know, a femme with power she's she's sort of toppy and she's sort of femme okay so we got martha stewart yeah martha, <laughs> perfect perfect so we have martha stewart uh the thing she is gesturing at is the seven of cups again which is oh. again your your arby's cups with your <laughs> with your radioactive ghost and she's asking is this a <laughs> and that card is the ace of wands oh so the Ace of Wands is traditionally a card of starting new things and actions. So what we have is like a Martha Stewart figure looking at <laughs> looking at a bunch of new projects mm. and then saying, is this actually starting a new thing? Oh, my God. That actually works huh. as a meme. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying. This is like how it freaked me out. Like we just we did magic. It was weird. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we should be using memes and memes together this way. It might be too powerful. It's called a mashup. Oh, right. You're right. Uh, okay, okay. There's. Uh, you could do loss. <gasps> yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, the loss spread. Yeah. All right. 
top left panel. Remind me what the top left panel of loss is. Uh, it's him running into the hospital, right? Yes. So it's like one, one, two, two. Yeah. One? Hold on. I'm I'm just gonna pull up loss again. I yeah. am not. <laughs> it's, I have to see it for myself. Uh, yeah, it's him <laughs> running into the hospital. So him running into the hospital is the Empress. The Empress has a lot of the same vibes as our Queen of Pentacles, but she's a little more like if the Queen of P- Pentacles is like a Martha Stewart. The Empress is like more of a Hillary Clinton. There's like a little more status there. There's a little more gravitas and a little less like specifically oriented around money and material goods. There's interesting talking to the receptionist is the nine of swords, which is just like this figure sitting up in bed, holding their head in their hands with a blanket over their lap. while they're just like a bunch of swords on the wall behind them. They look like they're in a bad time. Possibly the most lost.jpg tarot card in yeah. the entire deck. <laughs> yes, it yeah. may be. It may be. Um, in fact, if we were to do the lost tarot deck, I would probably make this the lost card. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this, the three of swords, is our bottom left talking to the doctor panel, which is a heart with three swords through it. And what does that one mean? I mean, what it says on the tin. It means pain. <laughs> okay. I- <laughs> Yeah, that one, that some of them just work. <laughs> some of them are pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> are oh, you? No. Oh, oh, no. God. oh no! Oh no! Oh no! The got? last card. The last card is justice. Wow, that's heavy. Which, which, to be clear, is a figure comforting his wife who has just uh-huh. had a traumatic medical event. And this says that that's justice. Now, justice in the tarot isn't necessarily justice. It's like. Balance, I think of it more as sustainability, honestly. But yeah, that's interesting. I don't know how to read this. Also, like the top left, I don't know how to read. Uh, thank God we finally got one that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Good. I mean, Good. half of it works a lot. Yeah. Half of it works a lot. Yeah, like like if I were sitting here for half an hour, I could spin it as like somebody who feels very in control of their life. And, like, ultimately, this is something that is not just, but brings them into a way that we can move forward through this pain that we have experienced. But, yeah, that's that's all I got. This is the thing I love about reading tarot cards is that it's basically, like, literary analysis of a work of art, except it's a roguelike. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, I'm done analyzing all of these paintings. I just want to randomly generate paintings to analyze. Well, here we go. I have heard from friends in art school that that is the primary skill that you learn in art school, is just being able to bullshit about a piece of art. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I believe strongly in, you know, literary analysis and critical analysis of of work. I also just like to do it because it's fun. Are we ready for another topic? (laughs) I would love another topic. Uh, Jenny, your topic is, in the musical Cats, Jellicle Cats ascend to the heavyside layer and come back reborn. Therefore, cats are radio waves. Discuss. So, uh, how... How far into, I feel like we need to unpack cats for the audience. I think we audience. might have to define, define every word in this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hang on. I, I know most of these. Jellicle yeah. and heavy. Is heavy side a scientific term? Yeah. In the fiction of the musical Cats, it's a place where cats go and then come back down reborn as, I guess, different cats or possibly the same cat again. It's really unclear. 
Uh, and then also in real life, it's just a reflective layer in the atmosphere that reflects radio waves. Oh, that's that's really yes. I have nothing to say. I don't know why I made sounds. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's podcasting. <laughs> I want to be very clear. I have a deep passion for the film Cats. (laughs) I have seen it. I've only seen it the twice, I guess. I have also only twice in the theater. Did either of you see the the stage musical? I never did. Nope. I've only seen the the creepy Uncanny Valley Cats. I love (laughs) them. Uh Unironically. Except for the the fat phobic one. But you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, and before I'd seen a bunch of stuff from the movie that people shared, my entire experience with cats was seeing ads for the stage musical on TV in the eighties. And oh, yeah. they painted it as this, this like limbs Rob, like serious, <laughs> they, they basically just used the song about memory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it sounded like, oh yes, this is this is where you this is a, uh, a show you go to if you want to cry for three hours. Yeah, I just watched a a breakdown of the musical versus the film adaptation. Oh, uh, yeah, by a YouTuber. Sideways is the channel. Uh-huh. I hadn't seen any of them, but um, the way that they described the musical Cats. Um, in its original version is like it's memory and then it's two and a half hours of justifying memory by having cats sing about themselves uh-huh. okay okay but but Skimbleshanks the railway cat slaps yeah can we talk about Skimbleshanks because <laughs> that song is in like 13-4 or 11-4 time or something it's incredible <laughs> for, for those who have not seen cats, Skimbleshanks the railway cat is about a cat that thinks he runs the railway uh-huh. um, and is played by just this dude in overalls. Oh, and so like, can you, you can see his chest. Yes. There's <laughs> yeah, a lot of his yeah. chest. You can see. Sure. And he's, he, yeah. You know, when you go to the mall and you fantasize that the guy at the shark who works at the sharper image like that, or, or not that like the mustache wax store in the mall, the hipster mustache wax store. Uh-huh, and yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to, I want to be, I want him to be my boyfriend. That's Skimbleshanks. <laughs> so, yeah, Jellicle. Yes. What does this mean? <laughs> uh, my friend Christine wrote a whole thread on this in October. Wow. Uh, she is at Chris Ceresa, uh, uh, Chris C E R E Z A uh, on Twitter. If you want to find it yourself, look for Jellicle. Her take, as summarized, is that. Cats are platonic forms that have been banished to Earth and must prove themselves to be sufficiently perfect in order to return to the realm of ideas. Also known as the heavyside layer. Also known as the heavyside layer. And that's where she mm-hmm. gets... I, she somehow derived that from Jellicle. And I do not remember why. And I don't want to be doing the great radio of just sitting here reading it. Is this a numerology <laughs> thing? Did like she <laughs> come up with a cipher and add numbers together? Uh, no, she um, she looked at... I think it was that like Jellicle showed up in the definition of something in a sentence and she looked into like contemporaries of Elliot. Jellicle comes from Elliot and then looked at other books of the time and sort of looked at these beings called Angelicals in one of them and then adapted that into it being cats and them probably having been talking about their work at the same time. 
Yeah, I always thought it was derived from angelical. Like that made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Right. I've really rarely heard that one discussed. A lot of people like to say that it's it's people with a really posh English accent saying "dear little." Yeah, yeah, and, and like, I never eh. bought it. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like eh. that noise right there. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm not here for it. That's a great noise, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and then there are pollicle dogs. And there are pollicle dogs, which I feel like is is a back formation from Jellicle. Like, mm-hmm, oh, well, no, mm-hmm. Jellicle's a back formation, and then they go forward from the back formation to pollicle dogs. <laughs> uh-huh. And by they, I mean T.S. Eliot. Yeah, but it's unconvincing. Like, I don't feel commitment for these pollicle no, dogs. I never have, and yeah. I, I've never met one. I, same. Nor have I watched a fever dream of a movie. Yeah. About Where I would watch that if they did the Pollicle Dogs movie. I would absolutely rent out an AMC theater. Wikipedia says Pollicle Dogs is a corruption of poor little dogs, angelical cats of of dear little cats, and it has a citation. Yeah, but anything can have a citation. There is, I mean, <laughs> yes, that's what Elliot said, but you know, he's full of shit sometimes, and uh-huh. he was kind of a Nazi, so like yeah. you know. <laughs> So the citation is to a Telegraph article, and it's just it's a, there's a quote from someone who has a doctorate, which means you have to believe him. <laughs> a physicist, huh? Well, a physicist would know. Okay, so we could go back. So, so where does he stand on them being radio waves? Uh, unfortunately, I can't interview this guy again. It's, it's just text. <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably dead because this is from 2002. So long ago. That's why we need better AI. No information on whether they're radio waves, though. And I feel like that's the that's the topic. Yeah, we haven't really addressed that at all. Yeah. But we do know that Jellicle means either dear little or being a platonic ideal describing one of the virtues or vices of cats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which... I, I like I like that. I feel like it should be adjusted for the fact that they explicitly come back down. So it's probably like like being being reborn uh, until you're a bodhisattva. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. So is there a radio waves thing there? Ooh, is there the platonically perfect radio wave? Aren't they all? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, they're all sine waves. They're all mathematically... Uh, what about the morning zoo crew? Definite, definitely sine waves. <laughs> <laughs> so is this like a wave-particle duality thing where the particle is the cat? Yeah, and the yeah. cat is also a wave. Right. Wave-cat duality. Right, and it exists as a platonic ideal, and when, when collapsed into reality... Yeah, that's it. They exist as platonic ideal, and when they intersect with reality, they have to collapse into form. So absolutely, cats are radio waves. Yeah, we got it. We solved it. Right. Yep, we solved it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Thanks, Topic Lords. <laughs> Time to move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my topic is Disney attending your funeral. This is one <gasps> that wasn't going to be on the list until it came up on the pre-show chatter, and we realized it had to be on the list. Mm-hmm. So... I have done no research into this. I just saw a tweet with a collection of images uh, implying that this was from a like screen capped from a real website that's really offering to send Disney characters to attend your funeral. And there were two things. (laughs) 
Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I tried to keep it together through all of that. This is this is the this is the good content. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there were there were two things that struck me about this. One is that they they offer the service of one of the characters kissing the the, the body. <laughs> and if they're going to do this, they need to know in advance which character is going to do it, so they can reinforce the head so it doesn't fall into the casket. Oh my god! <laughs> what a thought. The other thing is that <laughs> they offer the service of putting an MP3 player in the casket. Oh no! That playing uh, <laughs> Disney th- theme park music on loop. Uh huh. And if you get, you can you can arrange for a solar panel to be run up through the ground, uh, and 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 be disguised as flowers so they can power yeah. this MP3 mm-hmm. player. So your loved one can be listening you. to "It's a Small World" just right on, on repeat for for eternity for the rest. Yep. I have a question. Just one? <laughs> I, I, I want to give other people chances. Okay, all right. <laughs> My first question is, can you get Goofy dressed as the ghost of Christmas future? <laughs> I don't see why not. Okay, so I'm going to... You two discuss this. I'm going to try to track down this business and see if, I can, if they have a fact. Because that question is definitely on the fact. <laughs> I just like... Because if that's a thing I can get, all of a sudden my interest in this service jumps a lot. <laughs> what? So I mean, what? At that point, like, like Goofy's at your funeral. Yeah. What are they gonna say to you? <laughs> oh no! I think I want to hire someone else to be me from the past. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh, that would be the best funeral ever. It would be a really good funeral. <laughs> Obviously, you would want Goofy if you could get Goofy at all possible, but I feel like even if you couldn't get Goofy, you could do it without the Disney branding, and it's still a really good concept. Oh, it was Pete, wasn't it? Damn it. It wasn't Goofy. Can you get Goofy anyway? Yeah, I mean, we can get Goofy anyway. It's almost vindication of Goofy. I mean, like, Pete's doing him wrong all the time anyway. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh no! Oh, is oh, it not real? Oh no! Magicalpassings.com. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried to go to it, and it said our site is experiencing high traffic. And then it says this site is a satire created in 2018. Oh. No services are rendered. Oh, that's sad. Now, now, having said that, having said that, all right, all right, I'm on the hook now. Uh, having said that, I, <laughs> I do have experience in grief counseling and uh-huh. i did spend a year in hospital chaplain training so if this is an idea we want to get off the ground i can help make sure we do it responsibly yeah so i'm very purposely not mentioning where i got trained so you know they don't come after me uh-huh. i feel like we could we could send the goofy dressed as the ghost of christmas past and then what are they going to do a dcma takedown of someone's funeral yeah, because that's and again, bad optics. Dickens, Dickens is in the public domain. Like we could just do this. Just do the- <laughs> I do. I wonder if they can DMCA take down us if it's goofy though, because it's not actually goofy in the movie, and we it's satire. I mean, you can still DMCA take down satire. That's you know we live in a cynical cyberpunk dystopia, but that's fine. Uh huh. Is it? 
<laughs> no, it's not. It's but not I don't fine. know what to do about it except laugh oh, about right. Goofy. Yes, so yes, we're going to do it. Yeah. I thought the cyberpunk dystopia was going to be cooler. I mean, I have my body modifications, sort of. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I just won't be happy about it. <laughs> Listen, the cyberpunk future is cool as heck. It's just also terrible. Yeah. But we yeah. knew those things went together. I didn't. They always were gonna. It's, lo- it's like how Lovecraft is cool. That's mm. true. Mm. That's true. I think I consumed the wrong media in the 80s. I always thought it was a, a strict dichotomy. Like either we were going to have like the the car technology and the uh, the curing of the diseases or everything was just going to be kind of dumb and terrible. Yeah, no, that's the great thing about cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is the one who's like, yeah, there are great things and there are terrible things. And rich people get the great things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can try to steal them from them. Good luck. And you know what? That is the future we got. <laughs> it is. It's funny because like my TV is sitting here paused on Mr. Robot as I look at it, which I was watching as we went in. How much of our getting this future do you think was just Jeff Bezos really liking Neuromancer? Uh-huh. <laughs> And wanting to make it, make sure it came true. It's just attention to detail. I don't know. Like, how's how's their AI tech over there? Well, uh, if you ask, I haven't asked Alexa, but I know that if you ask Siri, where is the furthest Denny's, you don't get a useful answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there we go. Like, we're not quite there. Um, my question, though, is I'm trying to think of classic cyberpunk characters that would also be useful and interesting for anyone else to listen to. Can we get hero protagonist from Snow Crash mm. to come to my funeral and, and kiss me on the lips? <laughs> yes, but you're going to get a meme virus that persists through your death. I'm, I mean, I have a meme virus that's going <laughs> to persist through my death. That's just okay, true. Okay. I have many of them. <laughs> In that case, hero protagonist is going to get a meme virus <laughs> that persists through his death. Valid. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, we can just get Tron. <laughs> we can just get Tron. We you can mean do the both Tron things. guy? Tron guy. Yeah. He's got to still have that suit, right? Yeah, but does it still fit is the question. It seemed pretty stretchy. That's true. Uh, I'm sure he's been updating it over time. I'm going to find out, is Tron Guy still <laughs> updating the suit? Yeah, did he did he update it to go with uh, whatever Tron movie Daft Punk did the soundtrack for? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. The bio-digital jazz one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Olivia Wilde had a good haircut. He was banned from seeing Tron Legacy in his iconic Tron suit in his local oh movie my God. theater. Oh my god. That's terrible. That is terrible. Well, because of the lights on the suit, apparently. He could get a cloak. Yeah. 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 Poor Tron guy. Yeah. I feel like he committed to the bit. He should be able to go to the movie. Mm -hmm. They should clear out the entire theater of everyone except Tron guy. They should should give Tron guy. Like, here's the thing. You give Tron guy a free showing at the movie and clear out a theater. Like, then then you just get like... This is the theater Tron guy went to. Yeah. That's a good point. That would have been a way better way to handle it. Yeah. Ernest Klein would probably just buy that theater at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they were trying to avoid. 
that's fair. They just don't want all that publicity. That that makes a lot of sense. Is this still Disney funerals? Uh, this is still I'm, Disney funerals. I'm yes. So. <laughs> Which turns out is fake. Apparently, we did a topic about a uh, someone else's joke. But we could make it our not joke. That's right. We could make it real. I don't have anything better to do. The Ghost I of mean, Christmas Future Funeral is still an incredible concept. Yeah, no, I think I might do that. If yeah. I have a funeral, I think I I just got to figure out who's going to play me. <laughs> like, I really should hire a trans actress to play me because I don't want to hire a cis actress to play a trans woman. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, you'd be dead and canceled. I, I would be dead. <laughs> But that's fine. That's, well, like, hey, 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 may may we live in a future where when I die, that's not an issue we have to worry about anymore. Aww. Unless the ghost of Christmas future is coming there to meta explain to everyone that, no, we should go back in time and change things so that, no, this is this bit's this bit's going to get too convoluted. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need like a like a PowerPoint, like for the movie Primer. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are we ready for another topic? Sure. Yep. Oh, this is a write-in. John asks, Country Time and Lemonade lent their brand name to the best lemon candy I ever had, which I discovered right about the time it was discontinued. <gasps> no. no. Is that a question? Yeah. No, that's a topic. This, we just that's have a, a, moment, a moment of silence for John. I, I add the moment of silence in post. We don't actually have to wait oh, okay. through it. <laughs> okay, cool. Good. That's great. That's so much more convenient. All right. What's the next topic? <laughs> we're, we're not going to talk. We could talk about. No, we can definitely talk about. We could talk about lemons. Yeah. <laughs> like none of you have had this lemonade candy. I have not. I have, no. I had like lemonade gum once, but I don't remember the brand. But it was pretty good. Uh huh. Okay. And that's like the closest I get. I've been I've been making this uh, pickled cabbage, and the pickling Ooh. juice. Is a lot like lemonade, except it's really peppery. Oh, I would like good. to know more about your. I just got like a ridiculous. I got a far too fancy fermenting jar for making pickled cabbage and things. Oh. Is and it called the ridiculous Piculus? <laughs> no, but but it should be. Uh, look, we've come up with two good business ideas already. We're doing great. Only one of which we stole. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, it's a quick, it's a quick pickle. So it's just like, oh, okay. lime, like you, you lime juice and salt and pepper and sugar. Yeah. And then you toss the cabbage in it and then you just let it sit there for like 15 minutes and it's, it's wow. as if you pickled it. That's a really quick amazing. pickle. That is. Yeah. I do like a quick pickle. Yeah. wonder if I could do that as a slow pickle. Yeah. L- let me know how much it tastes like lemonade. I will. I will. I'm I'm not a huge lemon candy or hard candy in general guy. So someone saying that there was there's a best one is like, huh, that's an interesting idea. Just even the concept of one being good makes me want to try it. I really like sour candies is my thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like really like sour candies. It, was it a thing when you were in like middle school that there was a range of brands of sour candies and you had to remember like the hierarchy of which ones were the most and least sour? <laughs> yes. Yes. I believe it was. I think, yeah, I believe that you are and I are the same age. So like, yes, I believe <laughs> it was. Also, I just realized as I say this, that I have a one pound bag of citric <gasps> acid sitting next to me on this desk. So anything in your house could be a sour candy. Anything in my house can be a sour candy. <laughs> it's great. So you much power. Like you just lick your finger, dip it in the bag. Yep. And 
and I've done it. But then my teeth <laughs> feel weird after I do it like three times, so I stop. <laughs> Classic like fairy tale rules. Yep, yep. Yeah, back in my day, well, maybe I was just not clued in to the sour candy hierarchy, but I was only ever aware of um, atomic warheads. I mean, those are the big ones. Yeah. But there were also like Zots, which were not that sour, but were kind of sour. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there were others that came on. Yeah. And they all had those like like edgy, well, maybe not all of them, but I remember the ones that had like the edgy 90s like packaging. Oh, yeah. Like cartoon people experiencing sourness. Your mom hates these. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Six, six feet of bubblegum for you. Not them. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. That wasn't even sour that. bubble gum. Imagine if they had added the citric acid. No, and then it was sour. And then they show, like, children murdering five adults and, like, stealing all their sour candy <laughs> and, like, saying, and running away to start a roller coaster. I don't uh-huh, know. Uh-huh. Downloading a car. <laughs> Damn those kids. <laughs> That's, uh, well, we're, well, we're still on the, still on the lemon. Chris was actually talking about, for some reason, the... So when he was working on the fancy coffee truck in San Francisco, they did a swap with the people who make the macaroons for the French Laundry. So he got to eat these, like, fancy maroons. Or macaroons. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) What a maroon. What a maroon. (laughs) He ate five. Five maroons. (laughs) Ah, 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 ah. I did hear the maroon five joke. I just want to acknowledge it. (laughs) Thank you. That was, I figured you did, but that was going to be an open question. That's okay. We'll talk, we'll talk all about why, how why jokes are funny in a little bit. Oh, good, good, good. But the, the thing that he said about these macaroons was that they were all like, like pretty good. You know, like they were tasty macaroons, but something about the lemon one was like transcendental. Wow. Interesting. Transcendental. Yep. He was not sure what was different about it. Now, and and to be, these are the like the fancy French macaroons with like the, the almond flour and not like the coconut and chocolatey thing. I believe so. I was not there. <laughs> I I get macaroons and macaroons confused. Yeah, because they have the same name. It's confusing. They do, but they're spelled slightly different. They're spelled slightly <laughs> differently. <laughs> Are they different? I thought they were the same thing. That there was one was a variant. They're very close to it. Like both are made with like nut flour instead of flour most. Like one's made with coconut, one's made with almond. And Yeah. They're yeah. I think that macaroons is just like a single thing and you don't cut it open and do the filling, which you do with macaron. <laughs> I believe that that is also my understanding. Lemon macaroon. <laughs> I'm into it. I've been I've been on a big baking kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah? What have you been making? I made I finally made a tart um the other day. One of my personal rejected topics that I put in and then deleted was the difference between pies and tarts and why it doesn't exist, but probably does. <laughs> All right, that's a topic now. What's the Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. like I I was making a custard tart and this it did have lemon in it. It had lemon zest in the crust, which I've never done. I used to, I've been making pies uh, and pie crusts for, for years and years, but this time I went for a tart recipe 
and like making the crust was a very different experience. But then I did the same thing with it and I still put it in a pie tin and I still put a filling in it and it was still a pie. So that's where I'm at. It sounds like the same, like, would you say a quiche is a pie? I would. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there are some differences in how I would make the crust. Like the crust of a pie, I think of as, as flakier Uh than the, than the, cause you cut the butter a different way when you're putting it in. Basically. There's lots of very, like there's graham cracker crusts. Those are still pies. That's true. Mm -hmm. And those are Mm -hmm. still pies. Yeah. Yeah. Graham cracker crust quiche. Yeah. This is probably just me being deeply ignorant of pastry. I want to be very clear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We need someone who speaks French on this show. Yeah. Can, can you get a patissiere in here? Uh-huh. Like tonight, like right now? I mean, I don't I don't have any phone numbers. If you two do, feel free to call and I unfortunately did not know that I could register a phone a friend for for topic lords. And I already used it. So, I- <laughs> <laughs> I'd like the one where you uh you cut everything in half. Uh the one what? The the helper the, the, I forgot what oh, these the things 50, are 50. called. The 50-50. Thank you. Ooh. Yeah, that's useful. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to bother your friend. Oh no, they cut it down to pies and tarts. <laughs> how does the, how does the, <laughs> what about ask the audience? <gasps> oh Do we yeah. do that in real time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could, but it would, they would answer. And then later on I would give the result to its different set of guests and they have no idea what I was talking about. Has anyone done a podcast yet where you, you release the podcast and then you have someone on as a guest who listened to that podcast and you record that and then you edit it into the original podcast and you just keep doing that. It just keeps getting longer and longer. It just keeps getting longer and longer. I like the closest thing I've ever heard is like the Roman Mars, Justin McElroy back and forth thing. Uh, describe that. Oh yeah, um, Justin McElroy recorded just just like just him making like uh huh oh oh that's really <laughs> neat noises <laughs> and like pretending to have a conversation with Roman Mars like as a joke and then Roman Mars actually did it and filled in the blanks. Wow. So there's like so Roman Mars is telling inter- and you think he's done two now where like <laughs> he just fills in the blanks in the reaction sounds to tell. A story about an interesting design something. That's pretty good. That's great. It was a good bet. We have fun here. <laughs> we do. We have fun here on Topic Lords. <laughs> but remember. This is my first time on Topic Lords and it's it's just hey. a it's just a blast. <laughs> well, it's Jenny's fault. It's not as fun without Jenny. Aw. Thank you. That's very sweet. Are we ready for another topic? Sure. Yes. Uh, Jenny, your topic is why are you not supposed to let a moose lick your car? Is it because their tongues will get stuck? How do you stop them? Yeah. So I saw someone on the internet posted, uh, you know, those, those highway, those LED highway signs that tell you things to do or uh-huh. not do. <laughs> and one of them said, uh, it said, do not let moose. And then it said, lick your car. Uh-huh. And, and I brought this up in, in two separate you know how uh, in in the in this year twenty twenty one you're in like like forty different group chats with oh yeah just yeah. everyone oh, yeah. you know yep yep yes I yep. do <laughs> yep yeah so I brought it up in a in a couple of these these group chats 
and both both of them came back. Oh, are you not supposed to let the moose lick your car because their tongue might get stuck? Uh-huh. Which was not something that I considered because I'd had the idea that you were like driving the car and you were not supposed to let the moose lick your car while you were Yeah, I know if their tongue gets stuck while you're driving, it's going to like fly behind you like a kite. <laughs> I think this is more like a well, here's the thing about moose. Mhm. So I live in Maine. Okay. So okay. I have I have never had a moose lick my car. That is not an experience I've had, so I can't <laughs> share that part, but uh-huh. like but I saw a moose on the road once. <laughs> <laughs> was it licking cars? No, it was running across the road. Okay. Oh, that sounds dangerous. It was. Here's the thing. They're so big. Yeah. They're so big. And like, if if a moose is close enough to your car to lick it, uh-huh. like, everything has already gone off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> I can see why you might be stopped, because if you are not stopped and a moose is that close to your car, mm-hmm, you do not mm-hmm. have a car anymore. Right. Like, So how are you supposed to keep a moose from licking your car? All right. So whenever you guys are ready, I have a CNN.com article here with all your answers. Ooh. I have a theory first. Okay, okay. Go, go for it. I want it. to hear the theory. My theory is that this is primarily for... Um, one, I think it's probably about the salt on the road more than it is, a, mm. and and conserving moose more than it is about uh, the sticking to the car. Although that might also be a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, like having driven in be moosed roads uh, in the winter, <laughs> I feel like the outside of my car isn't cold enough for that when I am driving on them. But if I am stopped and a moose comes close, I feel like I feel like it's telling me like if the moose is going to lick your car, you can go ahead and get. A, the car and drive it a little more because you shouldn't sit there and let them lick it because that would be bad for everyone. So instead drive. (laughs) And and why would, why would it be bad for everyone? I think it would be bad for everyone because the moose will get violently ill. Okay. Interesting. Mm, Cause probably road salt is not the same as like salt. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that like you shouldn't let pets on it. Is it like how you're not supposed to drink rubbing alcohol? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> in that it's a thing that like you traditionally do it with but it's a different kind of that thing and so yeah. it's poison right uh you ready for spoilers yeah uh, yeah yeah i'm ready for spoilers can wait we've used all of our lifelines right i believe so <laughs> yes okay uh the moose wants to lick the salt off your car so you got that one mm-hmm. uh and the way to stop a moose from coming from licking your car is to drive away Okay, okay. So that good. One. Yes. Good, good. Yes. Uh, uh, it's saying that the reason it's bad for most to lick your car is they will become habituated to human uh, human presence. Oh. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Don't let your uh, moose lick your car because then they're just going to be moose in the road and it's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just see a car and be like, oh, good, a source of salt. Road belongs to the moose now. I mean, to be fair, it probably should. but because it doesn't we can drive yeah yeah they're so big that's what i hear like i hear that you have a concept of how big a moose is and then you see a moose and it's like way bigger than that that's that's i've only seen the one like uh, running across the road and fleetingly and that was my experience like 
my mind did not register it as an animal on the road at first, and it took like several seconds for me to understand what it was. You thought it was the Earth itself. I mean, what I thought, like, <laughs> I, I noticed the reflectors on the side of the road flickering because mm. it was like near dusk. And like they were flickering in a weird pattern. Then I realized it was because there was something running in front of them. And I was like, that is an animal and it is a moose. Yeah. I mean, even horses, I think, are terrifyingly large. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Moose. Moose are the hippos of the West. That's what we've got. (laughs) That's that's the best we can do. I read it. They're great. Like a Tumblr thread or something about um, someone who grew up in New York City and somehow just never got the memo that moose are real. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Up until like, like I think her 20s thought that moose were just like magical creatures like unicorns or dragons or whatever. And then was driving in a car full of people and saw a moose and had this like incredible moment where it was like, oh, moose are real. Yeah. Look moose around for the witch of the West. Yep. <laughs> and then everyone else in the car super made fun of her, but, but it's, it's, it's fine. Cause she got to have the, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. I love this for them. This is, this is why I'm I'm telling Winston everything is imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, except for the square root of negative one, and that's very real. <laughs> <laughs> what if moose were very small and it's just their antlers make them look big? I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it, but also the one that was running across the road was definitely a lady moose without antlers oh. and was still big. Was not like as big, but was big. Right. Yeah. They're still going to be like eight feet tall. Yeah. I think the antler effect is like very non-zero though. Right. I mean, that's what they tell you to do with bears, right? Like make yourself look bigger by putting on a set of antlers. Right. Yep. So not to make the bears look bigger by putting the set of antlers on the bear. (laughs) I mean, you can if you want to, but. (laughs) And then showing a mirror to the bear. Oh, yeah. I am now imagining something that looks like a moose walking up to my car and saying, like, I can't let you lick my car, buddy. And then seeing that it is a bear with moose antlers. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah, you wouldn't know what to do. The highway signs did not prepare me for this. I can't drive away now. (laughs) Again, this is a thing I could do in my practical life. (laughs) Uh, Put honey all over your car and just drive around. Oh, I was thinking go out into the woods and attach antlers to bears. Oh, (laughs) but you know. That too. That too. (laughs) Yeah, no. I have like a gallon of honey in my closet somewhere. (laughs) You're going to be so happy when you find it. I'm so happy with liquor. <laughs> Sorry, took me took me a sec. Now I'm dying. <laughs> I have so many strange things around me at this desk. <laughs> Tarot cards. I have citric acid. I have honey just a room away, just on the other side of that wall. Sour honey. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I have a dozen plastic St. Anthony's. Huh. I don't I don't know what that is. So it's it's a saint from the Catholicism. I'm not Catholic. I just oh, have a just dozen St. Anthony's. It's just a saint. It's just but, a but, he's, but in I'm, plastic. Yeah. And he's holding a baby. Right. All twelve of them. Why why do you have a twelve of these? 
<laughs> so Chris and I were looking for a house and it got super frustrating and we were incredibly frustrated. And then uh, one of my friend's cousins was like, oh, I've been trying. I was trying to sell my house and I buried a St. Joseph in the front yard upside down. <laughs> and I sold my house the next day and I was upside down, you say. Yeah, apparently that's what you do with a Saint Joseph. The the patron saint of standing on your head. Uh-huh. I have an update on sour honey. I, Ooh, I need how to is know. It? Fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's pretty good. I like it, honestly. Like I would I would eat this. I would eat this candy. So we've got three businesses. Now coat it in an absurd amount of salt. And then feed it to bears. Right. <laughs> but not moose. Right, not moose. Because they'll they'll get habituated. <laughs> right. <laughs> Any car on the road is like, oh, are they going to give me that sour, salty honey? (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of the product that we're going to ship. Are they going to give me that sour, salty honey? (laughs) 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 And it's just, it's like an edgy cartoon from the 90s, but it's just somebody shrugging. Like, they don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, there are seven school principals tied to chairs behind them. (laughs) They didn't give me that salty, sour honey. They did not. As he approaches the eighth. (laughs) Are we ready for another topic? Sure. Yes. Uh, Hallie, your topic is jokes as motivation to learn. So I was talking about this the other day, and sometimes I think about people and learning and why they do it, because sometimes I'm a game developer, sometimes I'm a web programmer, and sometimes I'm a teacher. And all of those things are really like about people picking up on things and learning. So I like learning. But anyway, here's the thing about jokes. Why are jokes funny? Oh, are you this asking is not me? a rhetorical. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not a rhetorical question. Okay, okay. I, I do I do have a hypothesis that that a joke is something that is surprising in a new and interesting way to you. Absolutely. I that jives with my understanding. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a disruption, but it's also like a safe disruption. Yeah. Yeah. What happens to a joke if it's too safe? You don't laugh. No. What happens to a joke if it's not safe enough? Oh, you kind of laugh, but you're like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Or or maybe even you don't even realize it's a joke if it's way not safe. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So, like, one thing I did back when I was teaching uh, programming full time is I put a bunch of, like, bad programming memes up on the wall. Because I realized that looking at the meme and wanting to get the joke is a motivation to learn. Wow. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. that. Because you want to get the joke. Anyway, I think like because jokes challenge you to push the edges of your current understanding of world state, which is to say, like how the world works and like your worldview, your 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 Weltanschauung, if you will. It's a new word for me. It yes. just means worldview, but it's German. Oh. <laughs> Fancy. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that's that's why jokes are funny, I think. I like that. I, I got into a thing that I've been trying to push out of where I would learn exactly enough about any subject to be able to make a joke about it and then just <laughs> stop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're an amazing counterexample. You're an amazing <laughs> counterexample to my theory. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Tell me one of these jokes. Man, uh, so possibly, I mean, like talking about the heavy side layer earlier, 
Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a single joke, but just being being able to be like, oh, I'm I'm kind of intelligent, so I'm and and cultured, so I'm going to posit yeah. this this cat's radio wave thing, and it's like I don't actually know very much about the heavy side layer or the atmosphere of the Earth, like mm-hmm. in any kind of detail. Right. Yeah. That's true. Although, like, we learned, well, we didn't actually learn much more at all about the heavy side layer or, or radio waves, but we sure had fun making jokes. We sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, had, there was a long period in my life where I felt like I was doing pretty good if I was saying clever things, even if I wasn't understanding the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, looking back on it, that, like, I'm not, not, that gym wasn't really contributing contributing anything, mm-hmm. but also that gym didn't know anything. So like that was all he could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's it. What 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 would be a clever thing you would contribute to a conversation? Oh, like if I saw a local contradiction, I could point it out. Okay. That like and usually that ended up being just like a contradiction in something that somebody said rather than something that like they misspoke. Ah, I see. Rather than like something that's actually meaningful to the topic, but also like making jokes, picking up on a, on a simple idea and making some connections and then throwing it out there and feeling clever and not really delving too deep into any one particular thing. Yeah. And I, I think that's fine though, because like, I think if you start doing that in a community where like people know more about it, those jokes start to escalate a little and push everybody's group knowledge a little further and help share it among the group. I don't know. That's interesting. That's my yeah. theory. I, w- I would need to like commission a study if any of you want to sponsor it and Ooh. give me a PhD, you know. <laughs> and also like, just if, if you do that with a thousand things, then you have a kind of a broad base of knowledge. That's super true. And like, I, I think, you know, being a generalist is underrated. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then you start to make connections between the things that you know jokes about. And then you're like really maximizing the transfer your brain does. So you can like start using metaphors from one area on another area more easily. Like we can start talking about how cats are radio waves. Yeah. And we learn more about how to map like poetry onto radio waves so become better at like the next time we have to think about radio waves figuring out what metaphor might work better there or the next time we have to read tarot cards figuring out which meme could work there or the next time we have to do clever sounding callbacks to a podcast (laughs) or recording you can start remembering ways to fit things in tangentially right there was a semester of college that I was taking where I was in an anatomy and physiology class and also some computer programming classes. And I was kind of like the only STEM person in this anatomy and physiology class because everyone else just went for physics, apparently, as their their lab science. And I had done this one. And I started noticing a bunch of stuff that it's like, and I wish I could remember specifics because I know that it wasn't like, oh man, the kidneys are a linked list, but it was something (laughs) along those lines. I love that so much. (laughs) Oh God, I love it. As someone who was like programming in her spare time and also a religious studies major. Oh wow. (laughs) I vibe. I vibe hard. Nice. I wish I had examples to talk about. It sounded like I was leading into something. And then I, had to <laughs> yeah, my I was waiting for them. Are we ready for another topic? Yes. So my topic is 
Unco Mario and Quinta Mario. I don't remember which is which, but uh, these are two, I guess you would say they were memes, but they're memes from the 80s. So like <gasps> that, were, that were widespread in among Japanese youth. So we're talking about like a meme in the sense of, you know, typing the word boobies on your calculator. <laughs> uh-huh. mm, yes, got it. And these are the idea of you, you're playing Super Mario Brothers and you go to World 1, 2, the under, underground, and you go up on top of the level where you're standing above the ceiling and walk over to where the coin is in the HUD. And if you line it up just right, when Mario stands there, the coin looks like Mario's testicles. <laughs> <laughs> And if you crouch, uh-huh, the part uh-huh. of the coin that you can still see, it looks like Mario is pooping. Nice. Yeah, so Unko Mario is the poop, and Quinta Mario is the testicles. Thank you. <laughs> You're I welcome. I was hoping one of you, Duolingo pays off. <laughs> That's all they teach you on Duolingo? It's real weird. But you learn it very well. That's good. <laughs> Just every morning. Every morning you do those drills. This owl cracking the whip, so you... <laughs> Just in case someone asks you which is which. I was doing a Welsh lesson for a while, and it was mm. very surreal to see to be learning about Japanese school children. <laughs> and Mario pooping. <laughs> How do you say Mario pooping in Welsh? I wish I knew. I've taken about three <laughs> Welsh lessons. <laughs> I just, that's why, that's why you got to keep practicing. Yeah. That's why that owl keeps on you. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> We're committed. Yeah. I mean, it's got like two L's that sound like somewhere in it, I'm sure. Ooh. In one of the WarioWare games, there's a character, 18 Volt, where that character's intro, <gasps> he's depicted as doing the thing where he's standing on top of a coin and then crouching. Oh, which, wow. Which means that an official Nintendo product has acknowledged <laughs> this, if only obliquely, has, has made a, a both a testicle and a poop joke <laughs> i died that's incredible <laughs> that's all i've got that's that's the okay whole, that's the whole topic that's a really good topic i really like it oh now i'm trying to think are there other things in other video games that are like that like so what's the class of thing you're going for here like when like a widespread meme among children that then becomes incorporated into the work itself later does it have to be crude um so i guess the the category of thing that i was thinking of was even like the the more basic a thing that you that you can do in a video game to kind of like you're you're using elements of the video game in ways that were not intended by the video game to make a meme. Okay, yeah, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love this. No, it's like it's a it's a free form like qualitative version of speed running. It's not quantitative speed running. It's qualitative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the essence of swag. What comes to <laughs> mind is uh, there's a video of somebody shooting a fireball in Street Fighter and the camera tracks the fireball on the screen and then when it goes off the screen uh, the moon is in the background where, where the fireball was it, it keeps tracking the oh, moon nice. 
And it's a very, oh. uh, I, I thought that was a very like beautifully composed, like a uh, good cinematography in that meme. <laughs> nice. Sounds beautiful. But things like that. Like the other thing that comes to mind is, and it, neither of these are exactly what you were talking about, but um, the, the invented game where in Super Mario 64, there's a one-up mushroom that chases you. And apparently there was a, it was a, it's a common or among a certain group of people, at least a common thing to trigger one of those mushrooms and then avoid it for as long as possible. And the game is called oh. Green Demon. Oh, that's a fun game. Yeah. Sounding game. I love like one of my passions is self-expression through interactive media games specifically. So like, I love this. I love this concept of, of repurposing games yeah. for self-expression. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. I mean, like character creators do it already. What are like, how are we doing this in ways that are more abuse, more glitches and unintentional side effects? Mm. Yeah. Like there's a, there's that whole segment on GDQ where they, they just completely break the games and make them do whatever they want. Like, Oh yeah. um, I forget what you call it, but the, the, where they basically uh, use glitched inputs to, do code insertion and then yes. execute mm-hmm. the code. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. What's a game y'all played as kids? What could we do with Pokemon? What kind of self-expression could we do in Pokemon? In Pokemon. It was not intended. You could, you could name the character something goofy. You could name your Pokemon something like that. That's what I remember as being like, yeah, that's your, that's your self-expression in, in Pokemon. Yeah. There, so there's the thing where you, uh, you add restrictions for yourself. Like if, uh, oh, if yeah. one of your Pokemon's faints, you have to release it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Riff had a good, a good set of those that, that I remember being impressed by. Yeah. Riff just did a, a one where he beat, I think, Sun with all whoopers. <laughs> oh my god i love see that yeah i love there that we go that's a great yeah. example yeah it's a perfect example i hate it <laughs> <laughs> is that on video i don't know if he got video because i know he does plenty yeah. of let's plays and i'm, I'm hoping like that something that entertaining deserves to to have been recorded uh-huh. that's amazing that's the thing i should have plugged riff and i do this let's play of police knots oh yeah there you go and other games, but right now we're doing police nuts. Is that the one where you can like click on the breasts of every female character except yes. one and they bounce? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I can't remember if they bounce. It's really objectification. Like mm-hmm. Ooh, a Kojima game. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of all people. I, I'm sure I just don't understand the backstory. <laughs> yes, there's a very good reason why this one character's is the only boobs that don't bounce. Yeah, she actually breathes through her lack of boob jiggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rare physical process. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I should mention in my plug that this game is like really problematic a lot of the time in multiple ways. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, that's all the time we have for Topic Lords. Hallie, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, um, I'm on Twitter at uh, at 
Hallie underscore something. I just changed it recently. Hold on. I actually have to check what my Twitter handle is because I'm that person. <laughs> oh, God. Right. I'm under, I'm at Hallie underscore 9000. That's H-A-L-L-I-E underscore 9000. Excellent. And Jenny, if this is something that you want, we're going to move on you on the internet. Yeah, I'm mostly not on Twitter, but you can email me. I'm J-E-N-N-I at J-E-N-N-I-P-O-L-O-D-N-A dot com, which is the email address I got so that I could have like an adult sounding email address to tell people. Yeah, that's a good idea. I should do that. It's yeah. a real yeah. good idea. <laughs> yeah. Except now that my now that my full name sounds like something a child made up, I'm it's just oh, hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You basically opted out of having an adult name. That's true. Uh, have people, have people, have listeners emailed you? Um, only one. One. It happened once. That's good it enough for me. Once. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks so much for being on Topic Lords. Thank you for having me. This was great. Thank this you so much. This was very fun. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. You can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.